this week. Um, as you know, obviously, I'm speaking today, but these next couple days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have a great list of speakers as well, everybody going at noon. So I'm, I'm glad everybody enjoyed uh, the first week. I'm you know, looking at the participant list. I can see, I see a lot of familiar faces, um, and I see some new faces. So just really excited about having all you guys here. And I'm going to share my screen with you real quick before we get started. Okay, you see that okay, Rick? So today I'm just gonna uh, talk about a little bit of my journey um, and some of my favorite uh, ATOs from places I've worked at over the last couple of years. Um, and I'm gonna go at the end, we're gonna talk about some stuff building your baseline out of, out of balance package. So a little bit about myself. Um, I started my career as a student manager at the University of Kansas. Uh, I was there from August of 2010 to May 2013. And uh, throughout the time I was there, you know, offensively, uh, we, we did a couple of different things. We were a very high-low heavy team. Uh, we were a very uh, ball screen motion team. Uh, you know, a lot of our set plays, and I'm going to show you them here in a couple minutes, but thing Coach Self did great offensively was a lot of his after timeout plays, they, they all looked very similar, meaning that they were out of a very similar alignment, which makes it really tough to scout. Um, from there, I went to the University of Cincinnati, where I held a variety of roles, uh, titles, program assistant, video coordinator, recruiting coordinator. My last year, I was an assistant coach there. And then from there, I followed uh, Coach Cronin to UCLA this past year. One thing about Coach Cronin, he, he has a tremendous ability uh, to adapt to his personnel. Uh, he's not afraid to change things up from year to year or even, you know, from season to season. Like at Cincinnati, my first season there, we had a, uh, we had a couple of very good players. Sean Kilpatrick was an All-American guard. Uh, Justin Jackson was a center that could really pass the ball. So with, with that group of guys, what we did, we played a lot of that uh, kind of Rick Adelman style uh, corner offense where we would hit the, you know, hit Justin on the elbow and kind of let him operate out of there with, dribble handoffs and backdoor cuts from uh, Kilpatrick. In the next two years, we had very different personnel. When those guys left, we had uh, seven new players in, incoming. I mean, just imagine that, you know, guys who have never been in your system before, how are you going to get them on the same page? And those two years, we did a lot of ball screen motion, some of the things we did at Kansas. Then the, the next two years, 16, 17, and 17, 18, we went to a, a four out, one in, kind of like a pure motion. Uh, we ran some set plays, but we were very uh, – motion heavy and those are actually our, our highest ranked years in the Ken Palm. My last three years at Cincinnati, we were top top 50 each year in Ken Palm, our highest being uh, 37th at one point. And at, at Kansas, we were top 30 every year. I think my sophomore year there, we were uh, actually sixth in Ken Palm offense and we were first uh, when I was a freshman. And moving on this past year to UCLA, uh, you know, Great testament to Coach Cronin as a coach. We started off the season playing uh, kind of three guards, two bigs, and when things weren't going very well, he was open to change, and he ended up uh, going a little more four out. We had a player, uh, Chris Smith, 6'9", big wing that could do a lot of different things with the ball, whether it was uh, coming off a of pick and roll, ISO situations, or even posting up. So we slid Chris over to the four. You know, that was part of the reason why uh, our season started taking off from where it went. So. I'm going to at first, I'm going to go through a couple after timeout plays we ran at Kansas. Uh, this first right here, this empty side ball screen play. This was, I would, I would bet to you that this was probably, at least during my time there, our highest points per possession play. So we'll watch it here. 
but let it play one time before we head it back. All right, so this first ball screen, really not trying to get anything to it. You're trying to get to the second ball screen here. So this first one's just trying to move the defense a little bit. First option on this play, it's a great option against teams that may blitz a ball screen. So guy with the ball, Tyrell Reed, he's not trying to come off that ball screen to score. Um, and also, guys, just so you know, I know Mike mentioned this earlier, but don't worry about, you know, drawing up all these diagrams if you, if you can't, because we're going to send uh, everything out to you guys right away after this. But this first ball screen, we're not trying to score off the actual ball screen. We're trying to take one dribble here and just get it out of his hands as quick as possible so we could possibly get this lob. So this was something we would drill uh, just about every day there, especially against a team that blitz just trying to move that ball from side to side and trying to catch a guy in this lob. Another really good example here. Just like I said, this first ball screen, not trying to score, just trying to move the ball. If you get this lob against a team that blitzed, great. Okay, one more time. Now the key to getting this, um, getting this lob too, especially against a team that blitz, you know, the angle that Kevin's setting this down screen here, you want to make sure like, you know, one thing that stuck out to me about coach self, he did a tremendous job of, you know, if a team did something really well defensively, he wanted to take advantage of it, right? We wanted to take advantage. We wanted, we wanted to make people pay a price for doing the things they were supposed to do. So if you set that screen in the corner and you set that as kind of like a wide ball screen, or wide down screen, it's going to be very tough for X4 or X5 to recover and blitz and do what they're supposed to do. But if you set it in this straight angle, you make it easy for him to do what he thinks he's supposed to do, which is get out there and blitz, one dribble, bang. Then the finish of this play, which we're going to show here, this is really what we're trying to get to. Trying to get to this, this empty side ball screen right here, free throw line and below. Get your two best players here in a little two-man game. Two best players, swing it. I'm sure you guys as coaches get frustrated too. I know I hate just coming down and running one, you know, one high middle ball screen, high side ball screen. This is a great way to get, get your team moving side to side. Next one I'm going to show, uh, obviously at Kansas, as you know, we've had a plethora of great big guys come through. I think in my time there, you know, just alone in my four years, I think I had a chance to see and work with uh, Cole Aldridge, Marcus and Markeith Morris, um, Jeff Withy, uh, you know, Jamari Trailer, all guys who played at a high level uh, professionally. So obviously we tried to do a great job of taking advantage of these guys. So a couple post-up plays we used. This first one right here, okay, we're starting in this diamond set. Uh, 21 on the bottom here, he's gonna screen this guard out and he's really, he's not trying to get him open for a shot. What he's trying to do is he's trying to work an angle to get that, that drift pass to the corner of the backboard. So if you watch him here again, out of this diamond set, all he's trying to do, watch 21 here at the bottom. Watch the way he's trying to screen his own man working his own man's the bottom, his, his bottom shoulder, trying to get him to fight around in the post to create room for that drift pass. Also key here, 
You see the opposite big sprinting out to that ball screen. Just take away that help. Give him wide open a uh, path to the rim. Watch him again, working that, that top shoulder, bottom shoulder. Now this was something we practice every day at Kansas. There would be days where I, I would literally, as a manager, I would stand on that block. Our guards would just pop out and they would, they would practice just throwing it and hitting that corner of the board. Hitting that corner of the board, I, I'd catch it, throw it back to them. They, they would just keep working on that. We were great at that, as you could see. Take the help away with the opposite big running out. That play is wide open. That, that was another very high volume uh, ATO play. Next couple plays, like I mentioned earlier, um, Coach Self was great about trying to mask plays and, and running things out of a, a very similar formation. So we ran a high-low offense called two-game, start as a box set. We would uh, screen the wings out to a 1-4 high, get into a high-low offense. And a lot of our sets, these next couple plays you're going to see, kind of started off like that, making it very, uh, very difficult to scout. So this play is out of a box. It's another great play where – where before we were, I was showing you a guy screening the guy's bottom shoulder, trying to get him to fight around and throw it to the corner of the board. This is exact same thing, just set up a different way. So he's walking the ball up the floor. As you see, we're in that box set, very similar to what our base offense was. Very tough to scout if you don't know what's coming. All right, now watch 45 here at the bottom. Watch how I'm him screening his own man, trying to get him to fight over. Gets him fighting over. Bang, wide open. One more time here on this. One of the keys here, too. Big man flashing high. He does a great job. Great job trying to occupy the defense, okay? He catches it here. Little punch pass, fake pass to number four, Sharon Collins here. Get the defense shifting, thinking that the ball's coming over and help take away that help. Lob it right into the big fella. Another really good example here. Punch pass. Now keep watching down low. Watch the big fella keep working his man. Trying to get him to fight over. One thing that uh, stuck out to me, we had, a, we had a great post coach at Kansas, Danny Manning, who went on obviously to be the head coach at Tulsa, Wake Forest, guy was a great player. And, and he was so good with our big guys. And he would always used to say, the, bit, you know, the best big guys, the best scorers inside, they score against no defense. And what did he mean by that? He meant they create angles or guards just to, very easily send that drift pass into the corner of the board. So all they got to do is catch it and, and, and lay it in, as you see here. Right there, right into the corner of the board. Now, I know what you're saying. I know obviously Kansas has great players. This is something I, I think that's, I really think that's something you could teach your team, uh, creating angles with your post up players. Uh, working on a drift pass. I mean, a lot of you guys, especially a lot of high school coaches on this uh, on this call, maybe you got a really good football player or even a physical undersized big. You could run all this stuff if you can teach them how to create angles and you can teach your guards how to pass. Another good example here. Watch 21, bottom of the screen. 
Great footwork, reverse pivot. Uses his lower body here, start driving his defender up a little bit, helped create that angle. Another thing I want to mention on this play, the finish of this play, and I have an example on here. After the big man that flashes, after he punch passes here, what we always like to do, he would cut, he would set this, if the ball hasn't been thrown in yet, he, he liked to set this wide down screen just to occupy the help. Another really good example here. Watch 21 again in the post. Watch him working. Watch him working his legs, his hips, driving the, driving the defender up the lane. One thing we would do uh, beginning of every year, especially in our individual workouts with our big guys, we would tape a big C on right above the block. And guys would just work on having their hands up and moving their hips back and forth, up and down that C. So when they had a defender on their top side or somebody was three quarter front and they were working on driving them up the lane to create that angle to make this pass. Watch them working. Wide open. This will be the finish of this play right here, too. This, is, this right here is going to be a great example of the screen away to finish the play. Now, Iowa State, especially when you get in conference play, they, they know what's coming. So as you can see, the guy guarding the ball, the guy at the top, he's not even worried about him. He's just worried about taking this post up away. That's when the screen away comes in. Wide open shot. Uh, next one here, I'm going to go through two backdoor plays we ran there out of that same box alignment. Great, great sets if you're going against a team that likes to deny, uh, that's really aggressive in the passing lanes. So a couple clips here against Kansas State. Frank Martin, when he was there, they did a great job at really making you uncomfortable, taking you out of your uh, – taking you out of your offense, deny things so you couldn't reverse the ball. It was very tough to play against them uh, if you were A to B to C to D kind of set play oriented team. Well, back to what I said earlier. Great thing about Coach Self, he was big on if somebody does something really well, we want to, we want to make them pay for doing that. We want to take advantage of them doing what their coach wants them to do. So as I said, K-State, very big. Didn't, didn't matter who it was, denying, denying passing lanes. So if you see at the bottom – what number zero is on this weak side block. His man's getting ready to deny uh, him flashing. We hit him with the back door. Same thing here. You can see they're, they're already pretty up the line, trying to deny passes. Bang. The key to this play, too, to make this happen quick, your guard, like the uh, like that first play I showed you, getting the ball out of his hands against the blitz quick. He's got to get he's got to get it out quick here too as well. He's got to take one dribble when he catches, try to catch that guy before he recovers. Great pass there. One more time here. Really hurt them on this one. I don't know who scout that was, but I'm sure it was a rough, 
rough day four times in a row. I mean, that's, that's pretty tough. Um, so same set here. Now we ran it for a guard. So this upcoming clips against another team in the, in the big 12 West Virginia, they also did a great job of denying passes. Um, so at this, this year here, we were a little more athletic in our wings. We had a kid by the name of, uh, Ben Mecklemore plays for the Houston Rockets. He was a one and done player. We coached there. Ben was a unbelievable athlete. He was our, our, our three man, um, could jump out the gym. So we wanted to take advantage of that. Right. And West Virginia, like I said, very similar to Kansas state denying the passing lanes. So a little wrinkle out of it, same setup, screen him out, cut weak. Four man though, he gets out to that like porch slash corner area. We try to get Ben on the lob. Same timing, same, same kind of pass from the guard, one dribble, get it out of his hands real quick. Look to play to that lob. Next play is a great play. You've probably, you've all probably seen uh, this one way or another uh, against a team that hard hedges or blitzes ball screens. Once again, it's gonna be a set that's out of that box set, um, trying to mask what we're running trying to catch some teams off guard. Kansas State again, this time uh, my senior year was when Bruce Weber came in. They, they, they were really good defensively. He did a hell of a job of teaching the blitz and uh, that two-step hard hedge on ball screens, but we want to make them uh, pay for doing it. Box set again, trying to mask our plays. One dribble, lift the opposite big, lob. Lift your four man, wide open. I think a big thing too against a team that's gonna blitz or hard hedge a ball screen, I think it's important to lift that opposite big because a lot of times if you, you know, if you, if you keep a big low and you got one of your other bigs rolling to the basket, that's gonna be an easy X out switch or, you know, an, e an easy help and recovery for the opposing team. You gotta make sure you're lifting that guy. You notice on this pass too, Looks like he's shooting the ball, right? Another thing we would drill every day, Kansas, Bill Self every year is one of the premier lob teams in the country. One of the absolute best at it. He'll drill every day, practicing lobs as if it's like a shot. Uh, never nothing below, you know, below the chest, no waste, you know, passes, nothing crazy over the head. Um, just a lot of practicing, shooting it like it's a shot, just shooting it to the side of the rim. Right here, look, Kevin Young lifting. Looks like he's shooting, lob pass. Now let's say you run that and it's not there. Was it there? Just swing it. Same kind of footwork, still trying to work that big guy up the lane. Thomas Robinson here does a great job. He doesn't get it, but he keeps playing. He sees that this X5 recovering, he's on his high side, right? Sees him, drives his hips right into his hip, works him up the lane. Great example for you guys to show your big guys is somebody driving somebody up the lane, creating an angle, give the passer a chance to throw it to the corner of the board. 
Next one, uh, I don't know how often some of you guys are seeing this. I think it's starting to trickle down. Um, teams that ice ball screens. Uh, when I was in Kansas senior year, Texas Tech, tremendous job of ice and ball screens. So how, how are we going to take advantage of it? Uh, we weren't just going to shy away from, from them doing that. We wanted to take advantage of them doing what they want to do. Once again here, box set, right? Trying to throw them off. They don't know what's coming. We're running a lot of stuff out of that box. Okay. So as you see, they go to ice here. Kevin flips the screen here so he could pop up. So he pops. All right. Defender guarding this guy in the opposite wing, wing Mecklemore. He's already on his high side. Okay. We want to take advantage of that. Mecklemore is going to act like he's coming off this down screen. They're anticipating it. Instead, he's going to run the baseline. Gray screen by number five, wide open shot. There's something different to take advantage of teams that ice. Uh, now a lot of teams will kind of flip the ball screen or dribble handoff into the ball screen, or some teams just stay away from it um, as much as possible. But Coach Self is always challenging himself, always challenging his staff to you know, think of creative ways to take advantage of what people are doing. Make them pay for doing what they're supposed to do. Ice, he's already on the high side. Fake like you're coming off one way, off the other. Okay. Next, I'm going to go into a late game set we ran at Kansas. Um, this is, in my opinion, the, the, the best late game set in all of basketball. Um, you've seen it on Twitter. Uh, you've seen YouTube breakdowns of it. You've seen other teams run it. I, it's, it's funny. I, I've watched a lot of teams run it over the years. Um, and, the, you know, and I'm always like, ah, they ran that wrong. Or, they, they, they didn't uh, utilize that option. So I'm going to go through each option here, which uh, this was a play we ran late game or in two-for-one situations, or if we were down uh, and just trying to play some catch-up. First option here off this play, it's always in this alignment here. Trying to get our best ball handler off a ball screen. Just so you know, before we go in a little deeper here, this play, we always set it up where our best ball handler, because there's so many options, he, he didn't always initiate it here. So this season, the guy with the ball right now, right now, Elijah Johnson, he was technically our two or our shooting guard. We're dribble handoff into our point guard, Tyshawn Taylor, trying to get him in a situation where he can start reading off all the action going on. Obviously, if he has a chance to come off this ball screen and score, we're going to let him take advantage of it. Once again, same thing here. If he can score off that ball screen, great. If not, the next option here, this fade screen on the weak side. So dribble handoff, ball screen, fade screen. Show you that again. Like I said, look at the look at scoring time here as well. This was a this was a situation where we were running it as a two for one, trying to get a quick shot, hopefully score and get the ball, you know go down, play defense for 30 seconds and get the ball back. Second option here, this fade screen for your best shooter. You'd have your best shooter up there. Another good example, eight seconds left, guys. Great late, like I said, late game action. Dribble handoff, getting it to our best ball handler. 
got our best shooter coming off this uh, phase screen. Great read here by the guy setting the fade screen up top, Travis Relaford, extremely smart player. He notices Mecklemore's guy, for whatever reason, goes under, changes his angle of the screen, takes him out. Fade screen option. Another option off the fade, though, rescreen him. Re okay. Another option, right? A lot of options here. Dribble handoff, ball screen's not there, fade screen's not there. Your five man's going back, he's pinning back down for your two man. I'm gonna get that, that rescreen with the five and two here as well. You know, one thing I, I took from Coach Self, he was great about he wanted to run set plays with a lot of options. As you can see here, there's a lot of options here. This is a tidy game. Now, let's say the same game as this last clip. Now we're in overtime. And we had run that a few times. So let's say you ran this a couple times. They know it's coming. They know this dribble handoff's coming. It's a great way to counter it. Dribble handoff, starting to overplay it. They know it's coming. Phil Pressy playing up the line, back door. That's a great option. If you ran it a couple times, if you're later on in your conference season or your league season, uh, if you're in a tournament game against maybe a team you've played already, they know this is coming. Great option here, back door. Okay, a couple things we did at Cincinnati. Um, this first play is a cross screen set. So the origin of this play, we, my first year there, we played at New Mexico um, and they ran this play to death, killed us off of it a couple times. So as you know, the best coaches steal from each other. So we put this play in, we'll dribble handoff to a, uh, to a cross screen. Great action here. That's tough. You're not, you're not going to switch that. You're one man in your five screen cross, you know, screen, your one's cross screen for your five. You're not going to see too many switches on that. Dribble handoff, pop your four man out, cross. Back to back times against Memphis. It's a great play. Get, get a quick, easy basket. Cool thing about this play too, I think you, you could run it, especially if you're playing two bigs, you could run it for both guys. So as you see here, we're gonna run it for a five man. Couple of possessions later, same game, coming down, running it for a four. Now to finish to it, let's say we didn't get it that first time. Cross screen, not there. Pop, wing cut into another cross screen. Good little option if it's not there.
like I said, guys, don't worry about, you know, we're going to send the diagrams out right after too. So don't worry about having to get everything down pat right now. Next place. So this, you've all seen this on Twitter. You've seen on YouTube, what everybody refers to as Spain action. Um, this was the past couple of years. I know it was for sure uh, last year at UCLA, but this was our uh, last couple of years at Cincinnati. This was probably our highest points per possession uh, play that we ran. And you've all, you've all seen this in one form or another last couple of years. Middle ball screen, but we're having our best shooter set a back screen on X5. They got a tough decision to make. Great clip. One thing Coach Cronin was great at too, obviously, um, player development, right? Every year at Cincinnati, we'd lose guys to graduation, but there would always be sophomores or juniors ready to step up. And, you know, this is something we drilled in practice every day, this two-foot stop, playing off two feet. No one-foot runners getting your shot blocked, everything off two feet. Let your best shooter set this back screen and make, you know, people got a tough decision to make. Are they going to switch onto the big guy? Are they going to leave your shooter wide open? Great example, hitting a roll man here. Guy sitting in the back screen, Jacob Evans. He shot about 37 from three that year. Plays in the NBA right now, first round pick. They're not leaving him. Same thing here. Best shooter, Jaron Cumberland, setting this back screen. They choose to leave him open. Another great thing, something we drilled every day at Cincinnati too, in addition to the, uh, the two foot stop and our breakdowns, this stride stop here. Watch the guy with the ball, gonna come to a stride stop. You could drill that with having a guy lifting or rotating over from the wing for a shot, but you could also drill that with having him get a little deeper, stride stopping, finishing, stride stop, shot fake, step through, finishing, a lot you could do with that. Translates to the game. High-low option here. Another option if they start tagging, running over. They tried to switch out on the backside here. Kansas State. Cumberland wide open. Another st stagger play we ran. A lot of sets we ran at Cincinnati uh, would be kind of out of that horns look with two big guys up where we'd hit the elbow. This is one of our little wrinkles out of it. Dribble handoff, bring the guard back out. Twenty-three on the weak side here. Kilpatrick's our best shooter. Running him over, dribble handoff, bringing him back out the same way. Part of the key to that, too, you can see Coach screaming at a number 10, Troy Copain, to you got to center the ball up here, give him some room to attack when he comes off that stagger. Next couple things I'm going to go into, guys, I'm going to go into some blob stuff. Um, I'm a big believer, like with the ATOs, with, with running your uh, your blobs at a you know different different actions out of the same set. At Kansas, we had a box series. I'm going to go over here. Ran 
probably five or six things out of a box out of bounds. Cincinnati, UCLA, we had a three low series. I'm going to show a couple there um, where, you know, it's tough to scout you. When, you. when your guys are lining up the same way, it's tough to know what's coming. This first one here is going to be your basic screen to screener. Back screen your four man. Have your five man screen them out. Back screen your four. Five screen them out. Now, one thing we would do with, with the box set at Kansas, we'd run them tight, where at number two, like that first clip, he'd be right there in the box, or we'd run it wide, where we kind of have the box that like number two right under the basket there, have your bigs a little further out. Gives him a little more room coming off that uh, that back screen, and it gives you a chance for a, a three-point shot rather than a two coming off that down screen. Basic screen-to-screener -screen action. Right here again, another running the box, but running it wide. Layup's not open, screen's not open. You gotta look at five, slip into the rim. If his man helps out right there, he helps out. X5 helps. Back screen, slip. Then we'd finish that play. If back screen wasn't there, jump shot wasn't there, slip wasn't there, we'd, we'd point guard inbound the ball, he'd sprint out to the opposite side for a ball screen. Just a good way to finish it up. Four man setting this side ball screen, five's ducking in. Next one out of the same box, we ran an elevator set. So it looks the same. You don't know what's coming, right? Same, same lineup. This time we hit him with an elevator. Good set if you got a guy that could, really good set if you got a guy that can really shoot. Now I don't have it on here, but let's say you ran that successfully. Okay, your guy just came off, banged the three. Good option to counter. We were in the American Athletic Conference at Cincinnati, uh, University of Houston. They ran an elevator very similar to this. Um, if they hit you with the jump shot, if that three-pointer went in, they would come back down 24 as he Iverson cuts across. They would throw it to him, and the guy coming off the elevator, he would kind of rip screen for 40s man trying to get a post up, just a little wrinkle uh, if he scored already. Next one, same thing, box set, just basic flex action. Trying to rip one of our big guys into the post. Same lineup as before, just into a flex. Rip your four-man in, layup. Same thing, a little flex, not there, down screening. Same thing, flex. Help out, you got your big man slipping. 
flex action, finish it up. If you got nothing, throw right into your post player, play off that. If you got a guy that looks like this and can do that, please give us a call after this Zoom. Okay, now counter, let's say you've scored off that flex screen. What are you gonna hit him back with, right? You, ju you just scored. Last time out of bounds, you, you ran this the box flex action and you scored. Okay, how are we gonna counter that? They know it's coming. Say you scored off the down screen. Next time down, we used to do this, flex, then we would rip the five man. Good counter. Instead of having him set that down screen, you wanna catch him by surprise. Let's say last game you ran a heavy dose of the flex, the regular flex, hit him with the back screen. One more time. Next one, same thing, box set. Now let's say we're playing against a team that denies, right? Team that's going to really be up the line trying to steal, steal the ball. We try to take advantage of that, not only in the half court, but also out of bounds. So same thing, box set. Duke, that's how they play. They're going to be up the line here. Ball's on the elbow. They're going to try and take, it, take the reversal pass away. Back door. Out of that same look, same box set. A lot of things you can do out of it. Couple more examples. Baylor playing up the line, denying, back door. Another great example, playing up the line, back door. Good way to finish this play. Let's say the back door is not there. They got to scout it very well. We would dribble handoff into a triple screen for your shooter. Good option to finish the play up. Like I said, we want to run plays with multiple options. The back door is not there. They did a good job scouting it. Triple screen. One more here, two more out of the box. This was the one we try to, uh, we call it spin action. Try to catch him real quick. Guy sets the back screen here. Once his man helps, he's gonna slip to the basket. Box set again, back screen. The second his man helps a little bit right here, helps off, he's slipping back. I would call that spin action, setting, setting the screen and popping back real, spinning back real quick. His man helps, try to steal a quick basket, something different. Same thing, back screen, his man helps a little bit, Wide open for a quick jump shot. Man helps, spin back, really good play uh, to mix up, you know, your screen to screener. We're always sitting that back screen and, and screen for the shooter. Good way to mix it up, catch them something different. Last one here out of this box. Double rip, screen to shooter back out. It's a really good example. Show that one more time. Good, good way to take advantage of this guy at the bottom here, guard number one. 
his man helping on this rip screen. This is in number one. He's our best shooter now, Xavier Henry. His man starts helping. Screen him back out for the jump shot. Once again, out of that box look. Screen to Brandon Rush back out. Jump shot. Now, what we would also run this play a lot for was using that double rip and that screen, that screen down as a distraction, trying to get your point guard an opportunity to go one-on-one. -on -one. Double rip, everyone's watching what's going on over there, gives your guy a good chance just to take off. Good ISO option. Everybody's watching what's going on with that rip screen. ISO right at him. One more out of this box set. Uh, little special play we would run. I mean, there's two different uh, ways to get into it. We're going to watch here, but good if you got a second left on the clock or if you're just trying to, you got a really good athlete you're trying to take advantage of. Great play for a lob here. First option, if you get five on the lob, great. What we're really going to get, though, is that we're going to have our best athlete setting the screen for the five-man, four-man screening him back for the lob. First lob's not there. Second lob usually is. Good little wrinkle to get a lob if you got a good athlete. Different way to get into it here. Best athletes on that weak side block now. Something you could run if you need a lob at the rim. Really good play if you got a guy that can jump a little bit or if you, you got a guy that can really pass, throw a good lob. You got a second left. Last option of this play would be that four-man popping out. None of those lob options are open. You got a second left, you're shooting, firing it in. A couple things I want to show from uh, Cincinnati. Like I said, we did a lot of our baseline out of bounds out of a three-low look. First one's your basic screen to screener. And that's the thing, guys, about you know baseline out of bounds. Is you could do a lot of the same actions, just out of different looks. We'll screen to screener. We got three guys low, right? We got our, uh, if we can't get the ball in, we got the guy up top. He'll sprint to the ball and get it in, but we're trying to score here. Screen to screener option. Back screen. Layup. Say the back screen's not there now. Second option. Jump shot. Multiple option plays. Break screen, jump shot. Back screen, not there. Jump shot. Okay, another, another action out of the same look. We'd run a little bit of a floppy action. This was our last year at Cincinnati we ran this, but we had a, an elite player, that guy right there, Jaron Cumberland. He was, in my opinion, one of the best scorers in college basketball. And we had big guys that were really athletic and could really screen. So, you know, we were able to get this guy open. So we, we tried all different kinds of ways to get him open at a baseline. So three low look, getting the five man. Now we're right, getting the ball to our point guard. We're going to have a little floppy action. He can go out either way. Obviously, he shot that and made it, but the slip would be, slip would be open too. Same thing, get it in. Great screen here by our five man. 
gets his knees bent, gets in good position instead of set a screen, legal screen. Stay over the top. Another one here, floppy action. Same thing, we just come out the other way now. Other guard coming out. Stagger, stagger option out of the three low. This time, instead of setting a back screen, we just set a straight up stagger here. Not open, we got our one man coming off a down screen. Next one's a really good way to get somebody sleeping. A little lob action, you're, you're in that three low, they're worried about the back screen coming, they're may, maybe worried about your five man popping out to get into that floppy action. You got your four right here, right underneath the basket, right on top of that arc, they fall asleep, just throw it up to them. And that's something too, you could run that as a set, or that could be something where you tell your guy taking the ball out of bounds, like, hey, make eye contact with him. You know, if you guys think it's open, throw it up there. Also a good late game option. Couple other sets we ran at a baseline out that was a little different than the three low look. This one right here was for get a quick jump shot. First option, as you see here, got one of our guards diving to the basket, trying to steal a layup if possible. As that's going on, our best shooter, he's walking in towards that elbow free throw area. And we're screening him back out. Good option to mix it up out of a timeout, get your best shooter an open look. Maybe you could steal this guy diving to the basket for a layup. Great screen, like I said, that year we had really great screeners, Nazir Brooks and Trey Scott. Same thing, bring them back out. One other thing we would like to do, um, especially late in the game, if we had our best player or somebody the defense was really worried about taking the ball out, uh, we'd run this little fake handoff option. As you see, Copain that year was kind of like our go-to guy. Monty Morris is gonna jump out at him, try to deny him the ball back. Number 30, Burton, he's gonna think about it. By the time he thinks about it and tries to recover, it's too late. Gary Clark to the rim, great jump shot, shot fake, two shots. Same thing here. Sean Kilpatrick's best player. Best player in the league, he was first team All-American. Everybody's really worried about him coming back out. Fake the handoff, wide open. Appreciate it, guys. Mike, uh, ready for any question if, if anybody has anything. And like I said, guys, don't no need to stress about uh, having to draw all that stuff up. We're sending diagrams out right after. Yeah, uh, Coach's question comes in from.